Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome, everybody, to the No Relation NFL podcast with Matt and Bill Williamson. Matt, last night, one of your least favorite players um, showed why he's one of your least favorite players, Eli Manning. Those New York Giants are struggling, aren't they? Yeah, they're really rough. You know, I mean, Brandon Marshall looks old and out of place and maybe disinterested. And I thought Manning was really rough last year and maybe even further back than that, and he looks worse than ever. They, you know, we've we talked about this a couple times, but, I mean, I looked at the Giants and the Bengals and thought, well, they're going to take this offseason by ignoring their offensive line and adding weapons, and maybe it works. Who knows? It's kind of a new tactic. Well, it's not working for either. Um, Flowers at the left tackle spot has been a massive liability since the day they drafted him. And he looks worse than ever. You know, and Ansa is healthy. That's obviously good for um, the Lions. But, man, the, the defense for the Giants is really rough. Or the offense. I'm sorry. Right. right. Yeah, the defense is going to keep them some games. I mean, yeah, that's... we're two games in. Is this going to be uh, – could this be a four-win team, a five-win team in New York? I mean, could, this, could the wheels fall off? Ooh, that seems a little rough, you know, just because I do think the defense is really good. Odell getting healthier, I think, will help quite a bit. You know, that I think the offense can get back to where it was last year, which isn't super high praise, obviously. But, you know, that, that makes them six, seven, eight win team, maybe. However, I wonder with Spagnolo on the, on the staff, does McAdoo's, you know, butt start to get warm? He looks like the type of guy that's not going to handle losing in pressure and getting questioned very well. And we saw a glimpse of that yesterday where he kind of, he was very honest about Eli Manning. And a lot of people, you know, called it throwing him on the bus. I just thought he was being honest about his quarterback. But as this stuff continues and, and, and the, if the losing piles up and he continues to be honest, you know, it, it can get rough there. I mean, that's the roughest place, media market in, in the league. So, yeah, I, I, I can see that. I can – it was interesting. Is is Eli – is if the Giants had a good offense line or an average offense line, would you think Eli would still be a liability? I don't think he's a top half of the league quarterback any way you cut it. But if their defense played like last year and they protected a lot better and had something of a running game, you know, I mean, they all, oh, by the way, they don't run the ball for crap. Um, I think they could win quite a bit of games with them, you know, I mean, but everything around them has to be optimal and it really isn't close to that right now on, you know, at the, at the tackle spots and with the running game. Yeah. See, I see it as just, um, they have just a lot of problems and, and, if one thing got solved, I don't know who solved the others. I, I just, 
we talked about in the preseason, the Giants just don't do it for me. And then you have the Odell Beckham and the Brandon Marshall effect where Marshall is proving, has proven to be a guy who can, you can label as a malcontent. And Odell Beckham, I think it's fair to say he may have that potential. So if the, losers, if the losing piles up, that element can bur- uh, bubble up in the locker room as well. Yeah, it easily could, you know, in such a big market under such a hot microscope, you know, I mean, in um, Ben McAdoo and I actually GA'd together at Pitt, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for him, I consider him a friend, but he's never dealt with these things either, you know, I mean, he was Aaron Rodgers' quarterback coach, you know, he was the offensive guy, he, you know, he, he keeps his his head in the in, in on his play sheet more, you know, the, the dealing with massive team issues and things like that is new to him, and um, it's got to be hard, it's got to be real hard. Especially in that market. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, Lions look a little better to you than you may have thought? Yeah, maybe. Um, I thought their defense would be amongst the absolute worst in the league. And it looks better than that. And I was really encouraged with how Ansa played last night. And Slay looks like he's back. And they had a lot of injuries last year. I'm a huge Stafford believer. And I like the offense quite a bit. But I didn't expect them to run the ball as well as they did either. You know, I mean, like, Amir Abdullah had a running game going. I mean, that was amazing, too. Like, these two teams can't run the ball at all. Um, And I thought the defense would be 30th, 31st, 32nd. And if it can be 22nd, then I think this team could be 9-7 and or so. Mm -hmm. And and by for a wild card, maybe. Especially if... uh, Yeah, similar to last year. Yeah. Yeah, and especially if Bradford's injury drags on. And I'm telling you, I'm not in love with the Packers. I think that this division could be, you know, I don't know wide open because I don't know the Bears. I don't think the Bears certainly will contend, but the door is open for the Lions and Vikings if Bradford's healthy in the NFC North, I think. Yeah, especially with the Bradford injury. And Green Bay's got a lot of injuries right now, too. I mean, I don't know if you watched that game against the the, uh, the Falcons, but both those teams were losing key guys left and right. I mean, that was rough. And if guys like Mike Daniels miss time and both their tackles, Green Bay could be in for a long year. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the things that kind of stood out to me in week two, again, not super competitive games, again, bad offensive line play, but – Two teams that kind of caught my eye were Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons. Let's go with the Falcons first. I don't know. Like you said, there's some injuries, but there's no early sign of the Super Bowl hangover. And, again, it could pop up, but, you know, they, they won. They, they, they struggled to win in Chicago, against Chicago, but they won on the road. And then they beat Green Bay at home last Sunday. I mean, Again, they they went through a terrible thing, and Super Bowl hangover is real, and they're two and zero, so they have to be pretty satisfied right now. Yeah, and a couple injuries are a little concerning, that's for sure. But you know, Vic Beasley, Trader, they're off their right tackle. I'm not sure what his status is at the moment. Um, however, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, they look like two different teams to me in Week One versus Week Two, and. You know, maybe a lot of it was an extension of the preseason and not playing a lot of your guys early on, and we saw that around the league. But, you know, I mean, the the the, the tracks are obviously much different. I mean, the, they looked a lot slower in Chicago, and 
the Bears had two drops at the very end of the game that would have won them the game. You know, we'd be talking about the Falcons a lot differently if they lose to Chicago. You know, I mean, like, wow, you lost to the Bears. But they did win. And then I thought they were highly impressive, obviously, against the Packers. But I'm... I just want to put a little bit of a break on that, though, too. I mean, because like, if you watch the Packers against Seattle, yeah, they beat up on the on the Seahawks. But I still thought their secondary, when you watch the tape, wasn't wonderful in that game. Wilson just couldn't get it to him because they couldn't protect. And Daniels was a, a wrecking machine in that one. So you look at the Packers and say, well, maybe they're not quite as good as we thought they were, that this Falcons win – is very impressive because it's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are always contenders, but maybe the Packers aren't quite as good as we thought they were after week one either. And like we said before, yeah, I mean, we can say that about missing... a lot of teams though. Yeah. Yo, you're you right. Know, I, I mean, mean, there's no doubt. I mean, like, okay. You know, I, I wrote a little thing on Brady after the Saints game and all I got back was, well, they're playing the Saints. I wrote a thing right. on the Raiders. Right. All they're playing the Jets. Well, hell, they, they're playing who they're playing, you know? The league's yeah. not very good. Trust so, me, I get it every day here in Pittsburgh. Oh, they beat the Browns and they beat the Bradford Vikings. Yeah, Why you can't play you I don't play. know what to tell you. The schedule yeah. is the schedule. <laughs> and, and there's if, eight teams that stink right now, and they got to play yeah. somebody every week. And if, and if you play well, you play well. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I get it. Challenges are to come. And they're not going to give you a Super Bowl ring for beating the New York Jets in week two. I get that. But w- w- you can't take things away from people. Right. I mean, yeah. they dismantled the Jets. I mean, what else yeah. do you want them to do? <laughs> do you want them to win by right. 60? Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about the Broncos. I think they look really pretty good. And, you know, I mean, if if you're – we got, what, 10? We got 10 undefeated teams right now. and. I mean, I don't know. If you put the Broncos in the top six based on their first two wins, I think you can. I mean, they look better than I thought. They look pretty good. Yeah, and I, I do the Locked on NFL podcast as well, and I'm doing power ranks today. I didn't do them last week. I did them before the season, and I think I had Denver 14, 13 in that neighborhood. I don't have it in front of me. And like you said, I'm going to have them five or six now. And I feel like I could say that about that entire division. I mean, if you remember, I picked the Chargers to win the division, and I kind of thought that the division was a little lesser than a lot of other people out there seem to think. And I feel like I'm wrong. You know, I think the Raiders are better than I thought. I think the Chiefs are absolutely better than I thought. And Denver, for sure, is better than I thought. And Simeon's playing well, and they're running the ball, and the run defense is noticeably better than it was a year ago but and so yeah I mean I think Denver's a, a, a good team and I used to think that it was Pittsburgh and New England in the AFC and then you know the next tier was those guys and now I think that 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 gap's a little closer that you know the five or six teams could win in the AFC yeah it's um yeah that's the AFC West is nasty and the Chargers yeah. The Chargers are good. They just don't know how to win. <laughs> no, right. I mean, it's you would think a new coach, you know, a new city, maybe they wouldn't have the same problems, but they just find awful ways to lose week after week. I mean, it's unbelievable. And they are a good team. That's the thing. They could easily be 2-0. and Yeah. Yeah, right. I think they're going to – like I said, I think they're going to be a team that nobody wants to play every week. 
but they may be five and eleven again, you know. Like always, right? Which is yeah. crazy. Hey, I yeah. want to throw one thing at you while we're talking AFC because I had this conversation on the air yesterday. I know it's only week two, and, and I make this mistake every year, but I really believe of the sixteen AFC teams, eight of them are already out of it. I mean, Buffalo, Jets, Cleveland, Cincy. Everybody in the South except for probably Tennessee or whoever happens to win it. And maybe the Chargers. I, I guess I'm not ready to say that about the Chargers yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we, we, the AFC is not very good. I mean, are, are the Dolphins in it? I think Fox so. Right? I, I thought that was an impressive win. I mean, I think the yeah. Ravens and Dolphins are still in it. And, you know, they could be a 9-7. and They could both have similar years to Miami did last year and end up 9-7, and seven, go to the playoffs, lose in the first round. Hey, the Ravens deserve a lot of credit for being two and zero after what they've gone through with injuries, and then they lose Yanda this week. I mean, I, I think they're fraudulent, but hell, they're two and zero, and give them a lot of credit. Yeah, and they're a well-coached team. I've been saying for a while that I think their defense might be the best in the league. You know, they added a lot this offseason to the defensive side of the ball, kind of ignored the offense, which was an odd strategy. But so far, it's working. I mean, they dismantled the two Ohio teams, uh, divisional wins. And, you know, they come up obviously a lot around here because they're hated in Pittsburgh, of course. And the thing I keep telling Pittsburgh fans is the thing that worries me about the the Ravens, if I'm a, from a Steelers perspective, is we knew the special teams were going to be great. We knew the defense was going to be great. But they're running the ball. You know, they, they didn't run the ball at all last year, and they didn't even try that much. And they've run the ball really well back-to-back weeks, despite having all these O-line injuries. But now they've lost Yohanda. You know, like, it, the hits just keep coming for that offensive line. They're getting decimated. Yeah. Is, um, is Newsom and, and Harbaugh, they're, they're a top three combo, right? Coach-GM combo. I think so, and I, I think if you include ownership too, you know that they're one of the classic, or, you know, one of the class organizations in the league. That have, by their standards, fallen on a little bit of hard times the last couple of years. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't, I just don't know if Harbaugh gets enough credit, and I, and you know, Ozzy's a Hall of Fame player, but obviously he's a, been a hell of an architect, you know. Yeah, I just give him credit. I mean, they've gone through. They they started losing guys in June, and it hasn't stopped. <laughs> right. And Flacco was coming off an injury, and, you know, right. They've been losing guys all over the place. Yeah, he barely – he didn't even practice in August, you know. Right. And Um, I think they have an easy game this week, but, I mean, it it still wouldn't blow me away if they're 7-9 and when it's all said and done. Yeah, and they started hot last year, I think. I think they were 3-0 last year. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Is it time for A.J. McCarron in Cincinnati? I don't know. I mean, new offensive coordinator there. I mean, I think that's big. I know this isn't what you asked me, but I'm hoping that the offensive coordinator realizes it's Joe Mixon time. You know, that we have no more room for Jeremy Hill and Geo's a side guy. It has to be a Mixon-dominated backfield. Um, You know, I'm not a Dalton fan, but I'm not a McCarron fan either. Like, I don't think that's the answer. Like, yeah, let's put McCarron in, and everything will be solved. You know, I, I kind of think that if the Bengals have a terrible year this year, they should consider drafting a quarterback high. Yeah, you know, I, I can't wait for January, February, March shows when 
so, I mean, we're going to talk about the Giants and the quarterback, and there's so many quarterback pieces. It's going to be so fun connecting oh, yeah. guys. And, you know, we, we saw this coming, and there's just going to be a lot of teams needing a quarterback. And your point about McCarron not being the answer, you're absolutely right, because a veteran backup is never going to be the answer. The only time it's possible if it's a young kid that we've never really seen before, you know, a rookie. Now, okay, maybe right, like, this guy has a chance. <clears throat> Yeah, like I'm excited about Garoppolo and Hundley, and they're closer to that rookie mold because they've been behind Fall of Famers. You know, like yeah. if McCarron was really good, he would have unseated Dalton by now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I know they yeah, got a lot invested in Dalton, and he doesn't stink, but you know, there'd have been more rumblings of, boy, we, you know, would they'd have traded him for a first round pick by now, or you know, Dalton would have got traded, or something would have happened. Right. Your thoughts on Deshaun Watson? Starting debut, who's going to play the Patriots this week? I'm far from impressed. You know, I, I yeah. mean, uh, I hopeful thought he was all, the... probably not, right? What's that? Are you hopeful for him? I mean, he'll get better. Um, he was my, if you remember, he was my least favorite of the big four right. quarterbacks coming out. And I feel justified in saying that now. And I know he doesn't have a lot of help. Don't get me wrong. His line's terrible. And he just looks at Hopkins throw after throw because he's the only guy that can make a play. And all their tight ends are concussed. And they're playing with seven offensive linemen. And I understand. But I don't see traits any differently than I did at the college level. Everybody, I made the joke, he has that long 50-some yard run. And it ends up being the game-winning play, basically, and the only big play in a terrible game. And I made the joke on Twitter, like, now everybody's going to think he's good. Well, that's the only good thing he did the whole game, and that's not quarterbacking. Right. And yeah. He's a good I athlete, think... but he's not Michael Vick either. Right. Is there and, – and this may be a difficult question to answer. Do you, you see potential there? I'm not talking about the next couple of weeks, but just long-term potential. Yeah, um, but less though than the other three. And I don't love his arm. I don't love his accuracy. I don't love his decision making. So, I mean, I'd rather Jared Goff. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I know they the, lost. How did, how did he do in your? I mean, do you think he's? Did he take a step back in week two, or did you? A little, but I mean, they're playing the Redskins, who know what McVay is going to do better than anybody, and it was clearly a better team than the Colts in Week One. Goff threw a dreadful interception that basically lost the game. You know, they, they, right. they were driving to try to make the make it a uh, to stay alive. His first throw was a terrible interception. It's unexcusable. I mean, it's a bad throw. Nobody would say differently. Um, but he's still doing good things. You know, I, I, the, the supporting cast is a thousand times better. I think McVeigh's the right guy for the job. A lot of play action. Gurley's been really good. The offensive line's quite good. Watkins looks great, even though his numbers haven't blown up. And so I'm opt- I'm very optimistic about golf. And I've been optimistic about that Rams offense since day one. You know, never saying it was going to be the best in the league, but I'm pretty confident that it's going to be respectable and if they can make the quarterback position and a, the youngest offense in the league respectable in 2017 this was a successful season for them certainly and i, I think you hit it when you say Gurley looks good that's the key because Gurley yeah. looked horrible last year whether it was his fault or not and that was scary so for him to 
bounce, show signs of bouncing back in year three this early, I think that bodes well for the now and the future of the Rams. Yeah, and they're a big play action team. Um, Gurley's getting really involved in the passing game more so than he did the first two years. I mean, he's a really talented player, and, and he's excelling. You talk a little about the other rookie quarterbacks. When's it going to be time for the Bears to move to Trubisky? I mean, are we being too hard on Glennon? I think we're being too hard on Glennon. Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one, though. I mean, the more you watch that team, now Jordan Howard's injured, and Long, the guard, is injured, and their receivers, to me, are easily the worst in the league. I mean, just their collective pass catchers. And Tariq Cohen's a nice story, but the offense can't be all Darren Sproles and nothing else. You know, I mean, the, the, their wideouts are garbage, and they're nothing at the tight end position. And, you know, they're, uh, the defense is good, but uh, things aren't going well in Chicago. I mean, they might be 2-14 and 14 this year. And Glennon wasn't great this past week, and he certainly wasn't great, and he's never going to be, but I don't know that he was the, the problem. I'm not, you know, I mean, um, I guess it depends. My worry is, going back to Goff, I don't want them to throw Trubisky in there and he looks like Goff last year. Right. right. That, that doesn't do anybody any good, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I, I know I, I look ahead a lot, but I'm just thinking here, that, that Bears job may be – it's really attractive that to the top head coach and candidates. Yeah. You know, I, I hadn't mean, thought of that either, but you know, if you know, you, you have the third pick in the draft and you already have a quarterback and you right. either take the best receiver in the draft or you sign a wide out or trade down and get some things and the defense is mostly in place, your quarterback's in place, your running game's in place. Just look for weapons this off season to make Trubisky's life easier. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think that is a pretty attractive job. Yeah. Um, talk about the Broncos and their great defense. They really took it to a good offense in Dallas. And I know we've talked about kind of our theme here in the last couple months of the Cowboys is that we're worried about them. Um, they beat a bad Giants offense, and they got handled offensively by. The Broncos. Um, I like Dak Prescott a lot. I think he's a guy who's shown he can bounce back. He doesn't get too freaked out. Obviously, the stage isn't big enough for him, but he needs to come back from a, a, one of his worst performances, right? Yeah, and amazingly, I mean, Zeke, Zeke had, what, like nine yards on the ground. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, uh, that was unbelievable. I mean, they is a very unfamiliar territory for Dak. Was we don't have a running game. We're on the road and we're down a lot. It's on me now, and that was my worry with Dallas. Was these things are going to happen? You know, you, you can't live by that script of last year against an easy schedule and and dominate on the ground week after week. It probably is not going to happen at this level. And I do like Dak. I mean, I, but. Dez has faced two really difficult matchups back-to-back in Janoris Jenkins and the Denver Corners. And, you know, Witten's an old man now who moves a change here and there, But and Beasley's a fine little story. But they need another receiver, especially if Dak's going to throw. I think he threw the ball 40 or 50 times. I can't remember the number, but it was a zero on the end of it. It was 40 or 50. But either way, is too many, no matter how you cut it. And... You know, especially considering who he's throwing to. You know, Dez in a tough matchup, and who else? Right, right. 
what's your thought on this? I remember last year you said something really interesting, and I marked it down. That you thought that he, you wouldn't be surprised if he was on the back nine. Uh, thoughts uh, on him yeah. early on? I was, I, 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 I could see that, and, and I remember saying that. However, I also found out that he played very injured all last year. So that adds up. And I'm willing to give him a pass because he's had two of the worst matchups you could ever have these first two weeks of the season. So I think he's fine. But if I'm Dallas, my first-round pick might be a wide receiver next year too. You know, like he's still not young. He's had a lot of injuries that – I still think he's a number one, and I don't throw that term around loosely. But he's never been a burner, and he's you know he always gets the top guy, and it's and he's struggling right now. But uh, watching him in preseason a little and watching him move, I think he's he looks better to me than he did last year, and I think it's health. Yeah. Before we leave the Cowboys, uh, what Damian Tomlinson said the other night that he thought Elliott quit on the Cowboys. You know, that's quite a indictment on on a star running back by a Hall of Fame running back. Did you see any signs of that? Well, when it they showed the replay after Dak threw his final interception, I think, and Elliott basically just as soon as it happened, turned and walked towards the sideline, made zero effort to make a tackle or any play. And on that play he clearly quit. You know what I mean? Like he was no longer playing football when the ball got intercepted. He walked away. Um, so that's not a good sign, and it was on national TV and people saw it. But I didn't think he you know, didn't run hard or anything like that. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that if I didn't see that play. It was So you're saying it was one particular play? Yeah, and they replayed it, and nobody seemed to make a big stink of it at the time. But I'm like, well, why isn't... Elliot running or, you know, trying to make a, pl- a tackle or anything, you know, and right. I said something on Twitter about, well, nice effort there, Z. Right. And maybe that's what LT was talking about. Maybe, maybe. It was a bad look. Yeah. You know, I, I, I look at him as a very entitled player. I'm not talking about the off-field stuff, but, you know, he's had nothing but success. He went to Ohio State, nothing but success. Great success as a rookie last year, and he might be a little punky on the field. He may need he may, he may need to be suffer some tough loss. No, I think that's true. And you know, Dak's kind of been the opposite path. And right, uh, Elliot's always deservingly so. He's a great player, and he was great at Ohio State, and he was part of the reason they were great. And he was great last year, and he's part of the reason that they were. You know, Dallas is really good, but he also seems extremely immature too. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean. Yeah, and, and, that's and, pretty safe and maybe I'm some off-field things to help that argument, but yeah, uh, right. immaturity on the field and off the field can coexist, certainly. Yeah, right. Um, Entitled is probably a good word. Seattle, and I'm still worried about Seattle, man. I mean, that offensive line stinks, and what, what do you think? You think Carson's the answer at running back? I mean, I think he is their answer, but is he a true answer? I think he's just a guy. Um, yeah. I expected the line to be better. I mean, I didn't think the line would be good, but I thought the line would be 25th, you know, not 30th or 32nd. 
and maybe it comes around. Um, they did have an injury, but it wasn't like Fant was Walter Jones. Um, and Wilson's just been running for his life like crazy. They're running him, back, man, or, or at least I wasting know. him. Yeah, and he was injured a lot last year. I think the defense is superb. But they almost feel like the Ravens, like we were talking about. Like, good organization, uh, great defense, going to have to win games, low scoring. And with Jimmy Graham and Baldwin and Wilson, you know, their skill guys are way better than Baltimore's. <laughs> you know that, yeah. And I kind of trust Seattle to figure it out and get better. But it's it's ugly right now. I mean, there's a couple teams like that, too. Like, Carolina's like that, too. Like, I was really high on Carolina. Yeah. They can't score points either, but their defense is great. Yeah, I mean, closing out with Seattle, because I I wanted to get to the Panthers. I mean, John Snyder's a great GM. He's done great things. He built them up from the ashes. He's drafted well. But right now, they're really minimalizing their quarterback. And and, and their quarterback, we can argue if he's a lead or not, but he's their franchise quarterback. And And we all think he's a good player. Right. Yeah. They're wasting him. For, but by not addressing other needs. Yeah, I, I I hear you. I mean, they have drafted offensive linemen, and I start to wonder, is Tom Cable a good offensive line coach? I mean, you around him, and uh, he, he has that reputation, but they've used a, quite a few first, second, third round picks on linemen, and it never gets better. Um, yeah, he, I, I don't he know. had I, that reputation. I, you know. Yeah, the results aren't there lately. Right. right. The one thing I wanted to say, though, is this might, you know, we might have a different opinion two months from now because clearly, right now, across the NFL, defenses are ahead of offenses. Right. There's some really bad O line play right now, too. Maybe the worst right. I've ever seen these two weeks. Right. Do you, do you feel, and, and this is a dumb question after two weeks, but do you feel uncomfortable with your Seattle Super Bowl pick? Yes. Absolutely. You know, that I thought they were clearly the best team in the NFC. I'm not sure who is right now. You know, I was really right. high on Carolina, and I was a little down on Atlanta, and Atlanta looks good. Packers don't look wonderful. Um, nobody in the East, to me, looks great. Um, I like so, Philadelphia. I'm not saying Super Bowl. They're still my team, yeah. I like them. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that pick in the East. City. Yes. Yeah, I think Philadelphia is really going in the right direction. Yeah, why don't go to Carolina and then the Chiefs? Um, like I said, Carolina, the, the, the offensive line was better in Week One, not very good last week. They can't score points. Um, is this new offense going to take a while to get going as far as their new offensive scheme? You know, around the young kids. Maybe, but I think Newton looks bad. You know, I mean, he threw two passes in the preseason, and uh, he's missing people. He doesn't look comfortable. They. You know, they they target McCaffrey a lot, but it hasn't resulted in a lot of points, any points. I, I guess I need to watch them closer on offense because I love the defense. Their front seven's unbelievable and playing great. And I think the offense will come around, and they are doing things philosophically different to, quote, help Newton, but it's not helping Newton. <laughs> you know, like, he's not, he's not completing passes. Right, right. Yeah, maybe it's just rust, right? Maybe, and we could say that about a lot of quarterbacks around the league right now, that 
I think these guys are better than they've shown through two weeks that are proven top 10 type guys. And a lot of it has to do with poor blocking. And, you know, I do, like I said, I think the collective defenses are way ahead of the offenses right now. And the discrepancy between the big men on defense versus the big men on offense is cavernous right now. You know, the, the, the guys mm-hmm. on defense are so good that it may be better than at any stage in the history of the league, you know, where if Fletcher Cox is the eighth best defensive tackle in the league, you got a lot of good defensive tackles <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I could name 40 defensive linemen of all shapes and sizes that are elite players where I could name four offensive linemen or none. That's it. I mean, like who's the best offensive lineman in the league? Like there's uh, the three in Dallas are great. I mean, Joe Thomas is probably going to the hall of fame, but again, there's no Walter Jones. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there's great, there's some Oakland's great ones. Interior guys are really good, though. What's that? Oakland's interior guys are really good. Yeah, and there's a lot of the Castros and Zeitlers and good players and Alex Max and, but I'm not sure they're better than Aaron Donald and Fletcher Cox and you know all those defensive. Every team has three or four really good defensive linemen. So basically, it's it's not a left tackle is a premium position, and that's not a great time for left tackles. Right, and the right tackles in the league are poor. You know, Lane Johnson's a good player. Gilbert here in Pittsburgh's a good player. Neither one's going to the Hall of Fame. Um, there's three, maybe other ones that are high quality starters, but none of those guys are easy Pro Bowlers. Right. That kid in Denver, I know he's hurt, and he's, I mean, I don't want to say it, but he looks like he has something to him. Bulls. Yeah, and that could be a big loss for them, too. Yeah. Men like Watson has given up six stacks in two games, the right tackle. <laughs> I don't know you what know, else to say about Khalil that. He's got Khalil Mack in two weeks. And he's, and he's a starter in this league, and he's not yeah. getting challenged for a job. I mean, a paid, a lot. A paid free agent. Yes. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, there's some bad O-lines out there. I mean, there's yeah, 10 of man. them that are I think bad. we're going to talk about this a lot this year, you know, and it sucks but because it takes away from, from what we like in the NFL, scoring. Yes. I mean, you know, just looking. I mean, the, it's a problem. It's a big problem. You know, I'm just scanning the divisions off the top of my head. I mean, almost in the NFC West – all those lines are bad, except for maybe the Rams. And remember how bad the Rams were last year? <laughs> you know, in, in your division, San Diego and Denver have questionable lines. In my division, the Bengals and Ravens have questionable lines. You know, just every division you pick, there's big question marks. I mean, in, yep. with at least one team, sometimes three. Right. We talked a little bit about the Chiefs. I want to get back to them just for a minute. Really impressive win, I thought that was, against the uh, Eagles. Yeah. They struggled, and, you know, it was a dogfight, and then they kind of, they made the plays they had to on both sides. And, they you know, they won a good game. I just like – I like the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and I mentioned I'm doing a power rank today, and they're going to be one. Wow. And just because I think they're playing the best football right now. Like, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl all of a sudden. If they played the Patriots 10 times, 
you know, they probably lose more than they win, but they just wipe the floor with them. You know, I mean, who else is in the conversation? That's the thing is if you do a power rank, somebody has to be one. I don't think the Patriots deserve it, and they've been there forever. The Steelers in Seattle have been two and three, but they haven't blown my doors off. And maybe Atlanta, but they almost, I mean, they could have easily lost the Bears just a week ago. Yeah. Somebody has to be one, and Kansas City has two real impressive wins. Yeah, very impressive wins, exactly. Um, I mean, the Eagles and the Eagles and Patriots are going to go to the playoffs, we think, right? And they, and Patriots they, are. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm happy about my Philly pick in the East, that's for sure. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about Tom Brady yet, and that's weird. Um, just want to talk about him a little bit. Um, you know, people were questioning him, overreacting after week one, threw three touchdown passes in the first quarter. He, New England showed you the right things in, at New Orleans, and I know we talked about just the Saints, but, you know, who cares? Yes. I mean, Bradford looked like a Hall of Famer, and Brady looked every bit the Hall of Famer he is against that defense. But... It's more noteworthy if they didn't, you know, like if they would look bad in, against that defense. But again, there's there's eight defenses that are bad. I mean, you can only play who's who's on the slate, and he dominated them. You know, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do if you're a great player. And I think Brady. I never had concerns about Brady. I don't think anybody did. He didn't play well in Week One. Game plan didn't help him. They've had a lot of injuries, and now Gronk's banged up a little bit. That's concerning. I think they've missed Edelman. But there's one thing I'm really watching with Brady is if you remember last year, he sat out four games and had a great season and won the Super Bowl. But as the season went on, I thought his arm strength fell off. I mean, noticeably. And as a, each game, a little worse than the next, a little worse than the next. And I don't know that he got it back. You know, the, just through two games, I'm not seeing stick throws, you know, balls that he fits in a tight window on a line. And he's so good with everything else, he can get away with it. But, you know, the Chiefs rushed three and flooded the short zones and are taking away the Edelman-Welkers and hitting those guys as soon as they catch the ball. And I feel like the Patriots knew this was coming which is why you traded for Philip Dorsett and Cooks. And we're going to have to go deep because we're going to get a lot of bodies in the middle and short areas of the field, like Rex Ryan used to defend them. And if his arm isn't where it should be, I'm just saying, you know, that I'm not saying he's going to be Peyton Manning in his last year. Uh, I don't think he'll fall off that cliff, and he was great this past week. But keep an eye on his arm strength, especially as the season goes on. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, certainly. Again, we are. I, I father time always wins. You know, I mean, it, yeah, it, it's going to happen at some. Yeah, yeah, he's forty years old. He's There's been two good quarterbacks million, by forty-year-olds. He's thrown that big football four million times in his life. You know, like there's only throwing yeah. so many throws in your arm. Yep. Yep. Um, want to wrap up quickly here? Got two kind of topics I want to talk about. One is Tampa Bay. I'm not going to brag about a Super Bowl pick after one game, but I like the way they look, especially For sure. in a tough situation. Hey, both those teams that got delayed by Hurricane Irma, 
went out and won. Impressive fashion, too. I mean, to go yeah. to the Chargers and win, even though the Chargers kind of screwed themselves. But Miami looked like a good team. You know, like they're not a bad team, that's for sure. And the bad right. teams are showing up big. They're not one of them. And Tampa looks like a, whoa, a wow team. And I guess it depends what you think of the Bears to some degree. I mean, are the Bears the team that almost beat Atlanta, or are they the team that got wiped off the floor you know, by Tampa? I tend to think they're probably closer to the second one, you know, and I'm, yeah. I bet Pittsburgh beats them up this week too. And, you know, they end up being a bad team, but it's the old, it's, you know, what you said to start the conversation, the only play who's on the slate and they right. demolished them. You know, it wasn't like yeah. they squeaked by them. They demolished the bear. Right. Yep. Um, we missed anything, you know, anything you want to talk about? I mean, we didn't really talk about the Steelers. We haven't talked about the Steelers. Um, just kind of, yeah, they're just kind of there right now, but they're 2-0. Yeah, and they're a hard team to analyze because they beat Kaiser and Keenum, and now they play the Bears, you know. So, again, you can only play who's on your slate, but the defense looks really, really good. The offense doesn't, but I think we shouldn't be worried about it, you know, that all of us thought it would be a great offense, and I think it, the best is yet to come with that. Two little notes I just wanted to throw out there. Joe Thomas plays... 10,000 snaps in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's unbelievable at a Hall of Fame yeah. level, Bo, by the way. Right. And Aaron Rodgers gets to 300 career touchdowns in like 12 games faster than anyone ever. And Marino is second. I mean, like, yeah. it's really impressive. Yeah. And a, and, a, and a dude that didn't play college football has more tight ends more touchdowns than any other tight end in the NFL history in Antonio Gates, you know? Right, right. So there were some milestones yeah. this weekend. Yeah, and I, I, I love I, I love Hall of Famers. I know all three are going to be Hall of Famers. I love greatness, you know? Yeah, I do too. And Joe Thomas were... needs to, Joe Thomas needs to get to the playoffs. Everybody talks about Brandon Marshall, the receiver, never been in the playoffs. Joe Thomas deserves the playoffs. Yes. I mean, I'm just guessing, but he may be the, the Hall of Famer with the worst winning percentage of all time. Yeah, a friend of mine, Frank Schwab from <laughs> Yahoo, tweeted last week, he goes, when's the last time a guy made it to the Hall of Fame and never went to the playoffs? It's a hell of a point, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, I guess a line, it would have to be a lineman or, you know. Yeah. I know Cortez Kennedy yeah. didn't have a whole lot of success, you know, some of those guys. But you know, and this Thomas is the guy who... Five, Thomas has never even 500. Right, yeah. And and he said, no, I don't want to be traded. The last couple years, there's rumors that he might get traded to the Broncos. And, you know, he said, I'd rather not. And, you know, he's been a – he's the face of that franchise, you know. And he he, he deserves – he deserves a winning season at some point. Are they showing – I know they're pretty good against the Steelers. Are they showing signs of life, the Browns? Do you willing to show them that? I was impressed this past week, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, Kaiser was in and out of the lineup. Now Corey Coleman broke his hand again. Yeah. Hate seeing that. You know, Britt doesn't look so great. I mean, I, I still like the direction the team's going, and I understand it's going to be a long struggle, but um, this past week wasn't real favorable, that's for sure. Yeah. I lied. Last question, because you just kind of – you know, there's always every year there's bad teams that we we think are gonna be bad or gonna be good. I don't know if that's gonna happen this year. 
the Browns aren't showing it. The 49ers aren't showing it. The, the Jets certainly aren't showing it. You know, is there anybody that's giving you more of a heartbeat than you thought? And after week one, I was open to the idea that Jacksonville could win seven or eight games, but now yeah. I'm not. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're, they're they should they're be better than the, so a, a drag, though. You know, um, their passing game so bad, though. I mean, yeah. Bortles, Lee, and Hearns is what they got in the passing game. And it's just not yeah. enough. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who that I, team is. Yeah, I, I think I think we're going to talk a lot about a lot of bad football this year. Yeah, it's going to be I, good. I mean, it's funny. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of bad teams right now. I mean, bad teams. Yep. So anyways, well, hey, we will talk week three, Matt. Have a great week. Thanks, everybody, listening to the No Relation NFL podcast with Matt and Bill Williamson. Matt, talk to you next Tuesday. All right, bud. This was fun. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.